Cosmic Voice. Music, talk, and nothing but business with your hosts, Chris Natalie and Nick Michaels. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cosmic Voice. This is Season 3, Episode 6. I am here with my co-host, Chris Natalini. Greetings, greetings, hello. And I am Mick Michaels. Welcome back, everyone, to another show. Chris, how are you, my friend? Doing awesome, bro. How about you, Mick? I, I am doing fantastic, as always. Glad to be back on the show. Glad to have you on my screen once more. <laughs> Absolutely. Highlight of the week. That's Highlight right. of the week. We're only a screen away in this world. We're only <laughs> one screen away. It's not even it. six degrees of separation unless you got six people. It's, you know, even StreamYard just gives you only four people. So I guess you're only four screens away. I love it. Anything That's exciting awful. going on in your uh, in your existence, in your no, screen world? Anything my going screen on? world. No, man, no. My um. By the time people hear this, it'll probably just... Uh, It'll just be happening. So on a personal level, my mom is is moving from her house. So finally, I am taking all of my stuff that's been there forever oh. uh, and getting it out of her house. So like my my stuff just keeps getting <laughs> more and more and more. But it's cool. It's cool. I get to like open up these containers, Tupperware containers. I'm like, oh, I forgot I've had this or, you know, whatever it is or, you know, my comics and uh you know, my toys and just all kinds of stuff. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. I found like a Walt Disney World Pirates of the Caribbean or Caribbean, however you want to say it. Uh, like an old mug from like 2010 that I had and it just packed away. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like I'm finding all this great stuff now. Well, there goes your free storage all these years. Or, Dude, um, but better yet, listen, what my mom did, I mean, all my stuff went. And yeah, I, yeah, and I and when I went back years later and go, hey, where's that? Oh, that I got rid of that long. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, that wasn't a pleasant scene for me. Uh, yeah, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, because I would probably, you know. And the, the funny thing is, is like I look at this stuff and like you had said, your mom had got rid of it all. And if you didn't really think about it, you probably would never. You would just be like, ah, oh, I wonder where that went. Like you would never think. Like half the stuff I see that I'm opening containers. I had the stuff I forgot I even had. So even if my mom did throw it all away, I totally would have never remembered I had it. But yeah, well, that's now what, that I have it, I'm like, oh, I remember that. I, but, I uh, yeah, when I when I moved out a long, long time ago, I took the, the stuff that was most important that came with me because I had this delusion correct. that it was I was going to have a you know like you see these guys on Facebook they got like <laughs> rooms and basement. Well, that 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 in 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 a real life situation, that stuff doesn't always happen. You know right, what I mean? Right. Unless you got like a twelve bedroom house and your job, right, 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 right. You know, right, pays right. you. You know, whatever the case may be. But for the rest of us, and besides that, I think most of my storage is filled with uh, overbought CDs from my bands over the years. Oh you know, yeah, I got yeah, I got a couple. I got more CDs. I got furniture built from jewel cases. <laughs> A lot of, lot of drink coasters that's, in there. That's How about right. You, brother? How about, what's going on with you? Anything, anything yeah. interesting? Same old, keeping busy, doing what I can. You know what I mean? Keeping the devil at bay, you know, before he comes there get me go. someday. But that's, you there know, you go. fantastic. That's what you got to do up in space. You can only run so fast because, you know, we're only floating around. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, here we are. <laughs> Season three, episode six. Yes. Tonight, we yes. are talking about do aging artists really have something to say? Do aging artists really have something to say? Now, prepare yourself. I don't know what's going to happen. So 
sir, you may, you know, depending on what you say, you may get emails following the release <laughs> of this episode. I would love to. Are you kidding? Yeah, really. At least, at least we know people are listening. So if you have some complaint, please send them to <laughs> halfassbooking at gmail.com. <laughs> That's a little tidbit from a previous episode maybe you're following. I don't know. So what do you think, buddy? Do aging artists really have something to say or are they just full of hot air? You know, man, I think that everybody has something to say. Anybody that has been through it. You know, for a lot of, you know, for the aging rock stars, uh, up to guys on our level who've been doing it for so long. I think all of us have something. I think all of us have stories to share and lessons to learn. I mean, if we didn't have lessons to learn, you know, if we didn't want to share our lessons, we wouldn't be doing this podcast. Right. Do I think some of them kind of are full of fluff? Yeah, I do. I do. There are, because it's like, I listen to some of these guys and I think, you know, if you took more care of your performance or your especially the singers like your voice from back in the day like maybe i'd pay more attention but if you're going out there and you're not giving your all why am i going to listen to it you know what i mean like so i i think they all have something to share i do i think they all can teach us something whether it's one thing i'm a firm believer in if you take a little thing out of uh, something somebody says you may not agree with all of it but maybe there's that one little piece of information that makes you go huh and then you turn it into what you think then maybe maybe they know what they're talking about i mean obviously they know somewhat what they're talking about because they've been through it they've been through a lot of the aging rock stars that you and i refer to on a daily basis during the show a lot of them have uh, been to the top of the mountain and have been back down and are kind of some are coming back up some have given up or you know some are uh, back on top so I think everybody has something to share and, and something today that makes perfect sense. At least I think so. Yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, some of it does come from a certain point of view. They're Obi-Wan. But at the same <laughs> time, I guess if you look at it, it depends on where they were at. And a lot of these guys that you hear talk quite often, especially now, there's a lot of podcasts or, or YouTube channels popping up where they're interviewing, you know, guys from the 80s, right? 80s, early right. 90s type of thing. Right. A lot of these guys aren't really doing much anymore in way of like making headway. They're probably still performing to some degree. And again, there's different levels of that. But I think that what you start to see, like you said, look, I agree with you. Everybody has something to say for sure. I think yeah. I sometimes learn more from the guys that are in the trenches, the indie artists, because some of these indie artists have been at it longer than some of these big names have been around. And they've been sure. through the business on a different level, so to speak, right? Yeah. But they've been able to keep their careers going to some degree in all the different temperatures that the music industry has had over the past 40 years. And it's been up and down and around and around. And, yeah. you know, we've since, you know, since 93, the industry has changed multiple times. Like almost like yeah. almost every 10 years, a new industry kind of emerges, so to speak. Right. And actually, it's been less than that. Like, I mean, like every couple of years, two, three years, there's a whole new, you know, kind of regime, so to speak. And with COVID, it's changed yet again. I mean, and some some, yeah. some people are saying for the worse. Some people are saying for the better. We'll just have to wait and see. You know, sometimes yeah. these things take a little bit. And I think that may be another reason why you're starting to see the surge of, we'll go with the title of the show, aging artists starting to speak up, speak out, right? It's an opportunity. Again, it's another 15 minutes of fame. Nothing wrong with it, right? That's good business. 
take advantage of it. Yeah. I think that some of the things, if you're you're listening and reading between the lines, you can tell the guys that were either just kind of fell into a, a hole, so to speak, and dealt a bad hand at that time, and that's why they didn't go any further. Or, you know, some of the guys that were able to kind of almost muddle through it and then find new life someplace else. Yeah. You know, like, like here, I'll give you an example. Like um, uh, Jack Blades from Night Ranger. You know, as Night Ranger was starting to decline in their popularity as the, you know, the tale of the... Uh, the 80s were happening they, they kind of they were somewhere in between right they they were really a hard rock band that kind of then got grouped in with metal yeah. right yeah. the early metal and then they just didn't they tried a lot of bands tried they got the hair and the clothing and but the sound didn't work the same way and and they weren't yeah. doing the thing you know so what did he do he went another way and teamed up with a super group and wrote yep. some amazing stuff you know, yeah, that lasted yeah. into the 90s. And then, you know, you find out that they were paid a million bucks not to do their last album. Yeah. You know, which yeah. is a smart deal. And, you know, and then on and off with Night Ranger and doing stuff with Tommy Shaw. And then, you know, but they stayed in the game the best that they could. Did other mm -hmm. things. Wrote a lot of songs. Now, again, I mean, he, he made a lot of good money on publishing and being a songwriter and stuff like that, which is which is smart business, right? And now Night yeah. Ranger's been back up on the rise the past few years, and with all that yeah. old stuff coming back around, you know, that every 30-year type thing, it's yeah. it's a positive aspect. So there's some stuff that you could learn from somebody like him, which goes to say, for me, and what I'm picking up from it, and i got to get back to what I originally started to say, because at this age you quickly divert your attention someplace <laughs> else, and you never get back to it, and you just like it, there's always an open-end statement somewhere. It just had, uh, was that a squirrel? Anyway, you know, you got you. So it goes to show you, you could tell some of the guys that had a little bit more business savvy, even back then, yeah. that yeah. were able to parlay or keep something going or got involved in something that kind of helped push them through the, the low times, right? And they're right. the guys you really want to, really want to get that nugget from. You know, like Dave from Y&T, he wound up getting really into recording and the digital process, you know, by the mm -hmm. 90s, early 2000s. And he was really working that. And that kept, you know, him going. What's his name? Steve Plunkett from... Um, yes, Autograph. Autograph, right? He went yeah. on to write... Theme songs. Theme songs and stuff. And yeah. When Autograph got back together a number of years ago, he was asked, to, you know, do you want to be part of me? He's like, nah. He goes, I just don't have the time, you know? I mean, right. look what Devo right. did, right? They did the same right. thing. They got into, you know, um, Stuart Copeland, right? They got, they got, right. In, right. they used the, whatever their celebrity was or whatever their talent was to create a new line. Steve Lynch from Autograph. He came back when they got together, you know, got together again. And then he wound up stepping down. And writing music for uh, labels and stuff, creating music and and the publishing yeah. and, and and all that kind of stuff, soundtracks and stuff, and it's long term, doesn't have to travel. I mean, so right, you're right. parlaying that, and to me, it's those guys you really want to listen to, you know, and figure out what it what it was they did, or you know, take some of these other guys. And again, I don't want to name names, but you could tell it was just a party for them, and they were either on the bandwagon, following along, or. Do they have something to say? Absolutely. There's, I think there's, you know, there's something to say for, 
for anybody but then you got you got to take some stuff with a grain of salt like is it worth listening to or are they just giving like lip service because again they're just taking advantage of the 15 minutes of fame with the hope that something will arise from it I, you know i don't know i guess that's where it comes into the term now to get back to where i was 25 minutes ago i think that i learned a lot from a lot of the independent and indie artists the in the trench artists more than i do sometimes the the bigger guy because the, the chances of that ever happening are slim to none in, the, right. in those extremes right like i right. enjoy listening to like nikki six talk and sammy hagar and things like that but really these are guys that have been around for so long like sammy hagar predates you know metal yeah. and all that so yeah these guys yeah. are kind of like grandfathered in so to say yeah right? so but there's a fascinating life to learn from that and then you kind of like live vicariously through their stories and things but Having the opportunity through the Cosmic View to interview a lot of different people, you know, here in the States and other countries, you really learn a lot about how the scenes tick in different places. There's a lot of similarities, but then there's not, right? There's a lot of places like in Iran, the government's involved and they they restrict certain kinds of music and you could go to jail. Like there's imprisonment and fines for certain kinds, you know, and I can't even fathom that. And some of these are younger artists too, so they're so just because of age, in my opinion, doesn't necessarily mean that there isn't wisdom involved. And you can, and again, like I said, you can discern between people who are just kind of like giving you some lip service, kind of yeah, like what yeah. we do here on this podcast, so lots <laughs> and lots of lip service because we got forty-five minutes we got to fill, right? This is Stephen Pearson from Rat, the Rat Bastard. You're listening to the Cosmic Voice. I think also, too, you know, you were talking about what artists have done. You know, look at and Linda Perry from Four Non Blonde. She's a perfect example of that. You know, she had this band. They had one great hit, um, you know, through the 90s. And then when she realized that that wasn't working out, she kind of became like, this songwriter and ended up getting, you know, one of the, she got an award for, you know, being one of the best songwriters of 2015. I mean, she wrote for Pink, she wrote for Gwen Stefani, Adele, like she wrote all these songs. And, you know, she, again, she's another person that kind of learned how to survive out of the failure of that Four Non Blondes project, you know, and, and as good as and talented as they were, you know, like you were saying about, you know, just finding other things and, and doing other things. Now I have a question for you, Mick. So, because the basis of our conversation is aging artists. And because you're a journalist, you do get to talk to a lot of these younger artists. Do you think that younger people would take advice from an aging artist? Example, do you think somebody that is young and up and coming would listen to the stories and warnings from, let's say, uh, Jack Russell or uh, uh, Jack Blades or, you know, I mean... Because, you know, younger people would be like, who the hell are these people and why am I listening to them? Well, yeah, there's some of that. What I've seen is is a lot of the younger artists that are up and coming, they refer to a lot of, like, now just let's speak strictly like hard rock metal type of. Yeah. A lot of them will talk about Motorhead, ACDC, you know, Kiss, those type of bands. Your big ones. Your big, big ones. Names. And yeah. that's like they're gravitating because, again, you know, it's like following the fire trucks to the event. Right. <laughs> right and that's what right. they see where where there's some of these other artists that, you know, 
Yeah, no, not really. I think it, I think it's I think it, it really is an individual thing. But from what I see is that's where you know like people are still following the Metallicas and what they're doing. And but right. again, right. like it's easy to discuss certain things when you're always at a certain level, right? And again, okay. have sure. all, like, like we talked about in an episode about Kiss. Though Kiss had a low point. Their low point was way low point. better than any low point I've ever had. <laughs> I remember, exactly. yeah, I mean, here, and then the example, I remember seeing a MC Hammer biography, right? And they're talking about how bad, you know, this and that and stuff was and so on and so forth. You know, he's going on with it, but he actually said at one point, I'm just going to paraphrase. He goes, listen, I'm not saying that, you know, I had to go. I had to go back working in a factory and all and, you know, and stuff like that. Things were just for what his lifestyle was and what he was doing, the type of money that was going out. He just wasn't right. able to do that anymore. <laughs> but he didn't have to go get a paper route right, and right, right. wait tables at 2 a.m. at the local diner. <laughs> that None of that happened. Just like with Kiss, they never, they never went back down to being an opening act. You know what I mean? They didn't yeah, go, they yeah. didn't play the... Spectrum Theater here in Philadelphia back in the 80s. They didn't go play it at, the, at local Joe Blow's bar. I mean, you know what I mean? Right. They, right. they right. never had to right. do that. So it's relative, right? And then what happens is I think that with some of these aging stars like, say, Kiss and some of the other bigger ones, some of them forget. And I can understand that. They've been at the top so long. They've been so in a long, different, yeah. different plateau than the average person and what how their regular life is is that they lose a little bit of that connection. They want to have it. They still talk about, oh, I remember this and I remember that, and we had to do this and we had to do that. But it's different for a guy who did it for 20 years. We're still doing it. There's a lot of guys I get to talk to that I know who they are. A group of people know who they are, but they're still kind of like, they're still walking the trenches. I mean, the Ramones were, were notorious for that. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. especially here in the States, they, they just, it was still like they were trying to make a statement, make their bones, though they had a following, they, there was a cult status, I mean, they were a great energetic band, but at the same time, they never received the, the level of anything that, in their genre, that, say, Metallica did in their right, genre, right? Right. And right. and so yep. there may be a little different, you know, that now that doesn't necessarily mean that their attitude isn't one way or the other. They could still have a ton of ego because of who they are. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's w- when I get turned off when that ego comes into play into these conversations oh, yeah. and there's yeah. that dividing line. So now I there's no more connection. Right. 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 I mean, and right. I think right. as artists, and speaking strictly as artists, but I also think as as just regular people we look for those connections and things. I think that's why, like, we've, we've talked about this once before. That's why that underdog story is such a, a selling point in PR, whether it's in a movie, in a book, right. um, you know, in a, an artist's story. They overcome, you know, the impossible to get where they are because people root for the underdog because they feel some connection because everybody's looking for that one element that you could go and uh, and and run with and maybe change your own existence. This is one of the reasons yeah, well, I, I enjoy reading autobiographies more so than you know unauthorized stuff. Though you can learn some stuff from there if, if these yeah, people yeah, were yeah. involved with the artist or the band. But there, there's something about the autobiography that kind of frees up, and you can kind of get a little better feeling of who that person is. You know that type yeah. of thing. 
I think with underdog stories too, it, it's one of those things where, like you said about a connection, where your connection is, oh, well, if they can do it, so can I. Like, oh, you know, he went through the same thing and he's dealing with the same feelings I'm dealing with. So if he can overcome them or she, then so can I. And I think like you, that kind of relates to what you were saying about yeah. having that connection. Yeah. yeah. Listen, in the 80s, right, when I was schlocking around the garbage that I was schlocking around, I, I remember I was a painter, right? And right, right. And into the 90s, and I remember, like, you know, being on the ladder, and you're, you know, you got the music on, and Bon Jovi comes on, Runaway or something, you're going, you know, Bon Jovi was a house painter, so maybe, yep. you know what I mean, maybe I'm on the right track here. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but, th but there's a connection, right? But there's another yes, guy, right? Yes. Like, there's another guy who really parlayed things and he just kept going just would not stop one of his quotes you know he, i'll sleep when i'm dead that kind right. of thing you know he's like right. he, he just works and works and works i mean here's like we talked about it before he had three huge humongous selling albums and then the 90s hit and things fell apart and even though he had a good album with keep the faith and i remember going to see him when he came to philly in the late 90s it was a phenomenal show you know but then he he releases that song that he does a country version of it and he kind of does a crossover and he gets involved in movies uh, and then he's, you know, buying sports teams and he's doing this and he's doing that. So he kept things going. He just found another way of doing it. Yes. You know, writing yes. for other yep. artists, producing other bands. I mean, yes, okay, he had major success, right? And then, you know, that major success back then had a huge payday, a financial reward to it. So that right. if you were smart, you know... Which he was. Which he was. You know, he did something with it. So it yeah. gave him, like Joe, we talked about with David Lee Roth, they gave him that opportunity to go to Japan and live there or, or right, take right, off right, to right. the Amazon or do something right. crazy because he didn't have to do a nine-to-five anymore. He wasn't tied to anything. Right. right. So, you know, again, if you've ever listened to some of David Lee Roth's interviews even the ones within the past few years i'm not sure you can even follow what he's saying let alone connect with anything he's saying <laughs> right you know what i'm saying so is he full of hot air or is it just is it ego talking is it you know i mean it's hard for the i think people it's like watching a you know a, a train wreck like you just want to see it where where this is going how's he going to get to from a to b to c and and if again if you've ever watched it I'm still not sure how he got to A to B to C, but, you know, he, in his mind, he did. You know, I think, we, you know, it's funny, too, because him and Steven Tyler, they kind of, well, David Lee Roth has more David Lee Roth-isms. And with David Lee, like, sometimes you have to read between the lines. But I think David Lee has been David Lee for so long, he doesn't know how not to be David Lee. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure there's a bit of, I don't want to say a normal human being, because that's a, 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 a person you could have a conversation with a one-on-one -on -one where he's not on quote unquote, you know what I mean? But Steven Tyler is the same way. If you've ever seen him in an interview in a relaxed interview, he carries sheets of paper because his, his mind is just yeah. constantly, just constantly going. Yeah. So, you know, with a guy like that, you lose a connection with, and of course, you know, he, you know, they, Aerosmith's been through the, the, Ups and downs, ups major and downs ups and downs of downs. Yeah, yeah, man, and and even with a guy like Tyler, like he figured it out, he put out a solo record, whatever. But uh, you know, do you lose a connection with that? Does your you know, does the stage persona when it comes into your everyday life, like, do you lose that connection? And do you do you lose what you're trying to put across? David Lee, perfect example. Like, David Lee's done a ton of stuff. We said in the previous podcast, he was an EMT. He 
spent two years in Japan. He was a sheep herder. Like he did all this stuff and he probably has some amazing information, but he's sometimes I feel like he's too busy being David Lee Roth to really kind of let it out. Like every once in a while you'll hear him say it, but I, you know, he, there's a lot of stuff there that he just doesn't get out because he's too busy just being David Lee. Yeah, there's that character that's happening that sometimes I think misses the opportunity for that connection. But then again, he may not even care about that because he is David Lee Roth and he knows yeah. that. Yeah. Like to him, that's the most important thing. With Steven Tyler, I've had his autobiography for years. I still haven't finished it. I picked it up and put it down multiple times because <laughs> I am just worn out. <laughs> I have I have to reread stuff. I'm like, what? And the way that it's the same way writing is that he talks, and it's like, oh man, I'm worn out from this. You know, a chapter. I'm like, Phew. man, I just ran a marathon. I swear to myself, I'm going to finish it before I die. So if it, it may take me 20 years, but I'm there. You know what I mean? It's crazy. It's crazy. You stuff. know, there, there's another guy too that sometimes, and I love. I'm a huge fan of Rob Zombie. I, you know, sometimes when he talks or when he has something to say, I lose connection with him too because he is so self-deprecating. Like he just he just makes fun of himself so much that you know he doesn't take himself seriously. Which rock on, I get. But in that, you lose a lot of that, a lot of what he's trying to say because he's too busy trying to downplay how badass he is. If that makes sense, sure. like listen, the dude's badass. There's no tweets about it. I mean, you know, he's awesome. It, when I see him on interviews, he doesn't want to be awesome. Or maybe he knows he's awesome and doesn't want to come across as he's awesome. So you lose that, too, because he's trying to be – he's trying to play off who he really is, where he is the perfect opportunity to be able to tell these great stories. I mean, he's been in it all. He's done movies. He's done comic books. Like, he's done all these things that – and, again, I'm sure he has a lot of things that he could share and say, but he's too busy – kind of just making fun of himself and downplaying his talent than, than actually giving information out there. Yeah, you know, I think there's, I mean, there's a psychological thing that a lot of us will deal with, not me, but we'll deal with that success creates two versions. Either you embrace it and it be, you become larger than the success itself, so to speak, right? right, right and you right. have these gigantic egos that, the world really revolves around you or there's a guilt that comes with it because you just want to be one of the guys you've got the opportunity and you don't want people thinking of you as the other person right so you know right. i mean george clooney always says listen i get it out of the way i take a cheap shot at myself so nobody else does it clears the air and we can go right. on to being you know a regular conversation he doesn't right. have a problem right. with it and there's a comfort level in that because he knows what he's done, where he's been, and what he's accomplished. Because at one point in the 90s, early 2000s, he was like the go-to guy. He was the go-to guy. He was the go-to guy for movies, yep. for TV, for producing. You needed yep. a deal, you go talk to George Clooney. Yeah. And, yep. you know, apparently he still has some of that stigma going on, but he's just a little, you know, he's a little older now, married a hot young wife. I got plenty of money. What's he got to do? What's he got to do? Right. Right, you know he ain't got mean? nothing to prove. He got nothing to prove at this point. So <laughs> he does what he has to do, you know what I mean, when he wants to do it. Some other guys, well, you know, they, we got to keep clawing at it. And I know what you're talking about. There's some artists that talk and you're like, sorry, man, I can't I can't seem to, you know, they want to be cool. They want to whatever, and it just doesn't come across It doesn't be, yeah, as yeah, such, yeah. you know. 
You are listening to The Cosmic Voice with your hosts, Chris Natalini and Mick Michaels. When you listen to Ozzy, I mean, and it's been like this for a long time, there's a lot of, there's a comfort that you get from listening to Ozzy. Because you know Ozzy's, like, I mean, here's a guy who was at the top, then at the bottom, then back at the top, and then like a mega top, right? Everybody looks at Ozzy as like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's, yeah. he's that, that status. But here's a guy with a lot of problems, and he blames himself, and he carries guilt, and he does this, and he does that, and, you know, you don't understand him half the time, and... You watch that show with him and Sharon and Jack, and they're in the, like their theater room, and they're talking about ghosts and stuff. And they're just like, Sharon's a little bit more um, animated in the fact that you could tell she's she's you know in control of everything she says and stuff like that. And maybe Ozzy's a shtick too, but at the same time, I don't think so. I think it's just it's that's the way he is. And, I, yeah, I believe that. I and believe there's that. something there's something kind of cool about that. So you know, on Ozzy's Boneyard, they with his friend, they do a show and they talk about old things and stuff like that. And if you can decipher sometimes what Ozzy's saying, I mean, I think there's some <laughs> legitimate information that you can can get to. Another case yeah. in point, I, I'll bring it out. I was listening to Stern. You know, he's on vacation for the summer. Played a lot of artist interviews from the time, and he did one with Robert Plant at one time. And I actually got to listen to the interview twice because it was so interesting. You could tell there was a there was a humbleness, but at the same time, hey, I'm Robert Plant from Led Zeppelin. Kind of, he knew who he was. He knew who he was, and he knew what he accomplished. And he didn't want to go through the ropes of you know of BS questions. Right. You know what I mean? But right. he didn't mind talking about some things. And he was like, you know, we were just guys that we, we didn't think this way. We were just writing music and we were doing this. And so there was some interesting things about that. You know, and he's he's been a guy that's been a, a supporter of like, hey, guys, you got to get out there and listen to new music, new artists, yes. that kind of thing. So yes. he knows his station. He knows what he did. He also knows that it was a long time ago. However, it can never be taken away. So he knows how to work the room because really, in essence of, say, you know, rock music, music in general, I mean, that's like rock royalty, right? It's kind of like, um, it's kind of like Paul McCartney, right? He's got a new uh, six part special on Hulu. Hulu, yeah. You can tell too, he's down to earth, but down to earth Paul McCartney is not like the regular guy who works at the local factory. This is Paul McCartney, a Beatle who's been on top for the past 50 plus years and you can see the confidence in his, and same with Robert Plant the confidence in what they say how they say it and just by that reminding you hey by how they say whatever they say I'm Paul McCartney of the Beatles right 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 you know what I mean I know what I'm talking about I got hits I got this but at the same time he's also just trying to be a regular guy an older you know senior citizen but yeah. <laughs> who has one hell of a track record He's got more stories than, you know, and that's really... So there's some stuff that you could learn there. There was things he was saying, like, you know, I don't know how we did that. He goes, I hear the bass part, and I'm saying, how did I come up with that? Even now, I'm saying, how did I come up with that? Is he playing it down, or is he being dead serious? I'm not sure, to be honest with you. I'm taking it, after I'm watching it, that maybe he was being serious, because, you know, saying that we were in that moment at the time. There was things happening. We were in such a magical time that things kind of just appeared, so to speak, right? Yeah. And he looks back now saying, that's not things that I'm doing now. Yes, I'm a fantastic player, songwriter, still doing it, but I'm not doing what I did then. How did I do that then? 
and I have right. all this experience right. now. And that's the way right. I'm taking it. You know, so it's kind of interesting to see his reaction, especially listening to, and I don't know if you've seen it, and I don't want to give too much away for those that didn't, Rick Rubin grabs some tracks, you know. I know, I and love they, that. And they're dropping, you know, the, the faders, and they're going, listen to this part, listen to this part, changing the mix a little bit and all that kind of stuff. And, like, you know, for those that aren't really involved in, like, the music as a as a dissection, as the mechanics of the music, like, you're hearing stuff that you may have not picked up, and you're going, oh, yeah, right. this, and we decide this. Yeah. And even some songs are going, you're doing this. By all rights, it shouldn't go with this. But you guys yeah. put, you know, and he even finds it to be amazing. So I think there's some things you can learn from there, but then you got to kind of apply it to your station. Yeah, of course. Right? Yeah, I mean, and, and yeah. people have to sometimes discern that because it's like, you know, well, you know, you're not Paul McCartney from the Beatles. That's, you know, you have to be whoever. Um, though I did interview somebody recently who said that they were the next Ed Sheeran. And oh. I was like, wow. Okay. All right. I got it. Right. Hey, listen. Okay. You got, I guess you got to have goals. You got to put it out yeah. there and say, this is what I am. You put it out in the universe, man. You never know. Right. I am the next Frodo Baggins with a guitar. <laughs> I am positive of it. And my feet aren't as hairy. I don't know, man. I, you know, I do enjoy listening to what the aging guys or the older guys, or I should say guys of our generation, guys and women of our generation. I do enjoy listening to their stories and, and it is interesting. And, you know, I'm always willing to hear something and still incorporate it into my career today if I find that, you know, it could work or, you know, if I could maybe make it work for me. I, I think they do have a lot to say. But I, I really do also agree with the younger guys, like you were saying, like because you do talk to a lot of younger talents because they're kind of doing it a newer way. They have a newer, you know, they have a newer way of doing things, newer way of looking at things that maybe you and I did or at least you and I do now. You know, they have a new way of looking at it because they're doing things a little different. Now they have social media and, you know, they're more, a lot of the younger guys are in tune with um, you know computers and more technology and and more in tune of what what's going on in their age group right yes absolutely you know? i agree with you in our age yeah, group so nothing's happening <laughs> there's some there's some trips to the sleep there, there yeah there's some sleep there's some trips to the refrigerator in between commercials and a lot of trips at night to the bathroom so <laughs> There's not so that's about our demographic. If they can actually get up in the morning, it's a positive day. So, uh, you know, but you're absolutely right. The younger bands definitely have their finger on the pulse for their demographic. No two ways about it. And that's part of the appeal, right? Like you said, they definitely have control or a good grasp on the social media because it's constantly changing. The social yes. media is constantly yes. changing. Honestly. You know, one week it's one Honestly. thing, another week it's another thing. The, yeah. You know, how it's being presented, but they're up on it. Honestly, I, you know, I still struggle at times. And there's, like, we talked about this before in other episodes. There are so many social media platforms, some big, some not so big, some worth checking into, some with smaller groups. You know, if because, again, you can have the same bang on a smaller group social media platform than getting lost in something like Facebook, right? Yeah. Because it's yep. just, like, if you were on Facebook, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, 15 years ago, you were making a big splash in the early days, right? Yep, yep. If you're jumping on now, it's like, you know, because people are buying likes, they're buying yep. this, they're buying yep. that, just to get some fill. But the thing is, is if you go from zero to 100, like, listen, there are bands that come through my desk 
and you know you you check them out you you know you get your information on them you're doing the research because you want to have some valid questions you yeah. know you yeah. know and you're like my god all these likes on this facebook page and i've never heard of them now listen again we talked about this this could be my age it could be my right. interests it could be whatever right. but listen there's bands that i'm aware of that i haven't quite heard because they constantly pop up they're making yes. some kind of headway but then there's bands with astronomical numbers and you're like you're like who the hell are they who are yeah their numbers on spotify are just they're bigger than some well-known acts and i'm like how is the, i don't understand so yeah, i'm not going to say it. one way or the other we're not pointing fingers we're not making accusations i'm just saying it's like you said if you have your finger on that pulse of that particular scene because the scene is so cut up now it's not just yeah. one scene there's multiple right. scenes in scenes right back in our day it was one scene and everybody shared the scene mm-hmm. and i think that's why there was a little bit more camaraderie in that scene now there's so much scene it's always been every man for themselves but now it's so much every man for himself that nobody will even say hello yeah like right you know what i mean i agree i think you're absolutely right i've always been drawn to those artists that you hear other people talk about that they were fantastic guys that they they always had something even if they had problems in their life they were still fantastic guys like alice cooper was always classified as a real good guy now he yeah. did, he yep. had anger issues during his early days with the drinking and the drugs a lot of people you know he even admitted he was a big a hole you know but once he got his act together, he made it his mission to get other people. I enjoyed listening to hear him talk. And again, he's yeah. on a level that I'll never be. But right. th- there's some realism to what he's saying, yeah. in my opinion. Sammy Hagar years ago couldn't stand listening to him. It's like, man, the motor mouth. That just can you <laughs> shut up? But now I enjoy. Now I enjoy it. Maybe yeah. maybe because yeah. I'm older and I get it. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And uh, you know, you talk about a guy who's got stories. Yeah. yeah. He's fantastic. And I've always heard he was a nice guy. Like, everything I've read and people I've he talked al- to. He always seems like he's a nice guy. Anytime I've ever heard, I, you know, there have been a couple of interviews I've seen him and go, man, he kind of has an ego. But of course he has an ego because he's Sammy Hagar. But he is, uh, to me, he is always the constant nice guy, at least in the things I've seen. Yeah, well, listen, like you said, I mean, you know, Montrose to, his, to the Red Rocker days. I mean, this guy, you know. You right. know, and then in the Van Halen, and then you know, and so on and so on, and you know, Kaba Waba Waba, and you know, and this and that. And the other. the guy's got—I mean, guy's got the life, man. You know what I'm saying? Do you take what he says with a grain of salt? Can you learn from that? You can learn, maybe learn. Sometimes by listening to people, you can learn what not to do, right? Like yeah, athletes yeah. do that. At, you know, if they've been sidelined and they're watching other teams or team members, they can learn what not to do to be a better athlete. Yeah, because they're seeing it from a spectator point of view now, instead of someone yeah. who's participating. It's like, okay, listen, that's not good technique. Maybe it's working, but it's really not efficient. It's not effective. It's not mechanically sound. Same thing here, right? We could, yeah. you know, because we're picking up, like we talked about early, picking up these little nuggets that, that, like you said. Then we, how do we apply them to what right. we want to do? And really, right. Right. so do aging artists have something to say? Yeah, absolutely. Everybody's got something to say. And if you really want something to say, or you have something to say, get a podcast, okay? <laughs> just, just, just do it. 
Get it over with. That's what we need. More podcasts. Just like we need more releases. You know what I mean? I say, listen, give everybody a shot. Listen to what they have to say. If it's definitely an artist that you're drawn to, if they're artists that you want to be like or you admire, listen to what they have to say. But then take that information and make it work for you. Just because they did steps A, B, and C doesn't necessarily mean that A, B, and C will work for you. It may just be A and C. It may just be C. That's right. Whatever that's the right. case may be. So, I don't know, buddy. There you go. I mean, and that's information coming from two aging independent rock stars themselves. That is true. So, that is 100% So, true. you take that with a grain of salt, people. <laughs> you got anything more you'd like to add, sir? No, man, no. I don't think so. Nope. All good. All right, so if you like this show, or even if you didn't like it and you want to listen to other shows you may not like, check out our other content at www.thecosmicvoice.com. Music, talk, and nothing but business. Allow yourself to step into the cosmic verse. Thanks so much for listening. This is The Cosmic Voice. Be sure to check us out at thecosmicvoice.com. Like and follow us on Facebook at The Cosmic Voice. You can find The Cosmic Voice everywhere you listen to online podcasts like Deezer, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, and so many more. Okay, folks, that will do it for another episode of The Cosmic Voice. Mick and I would like to say thank you very much for tuning in, and we will see you next week. You're listening to The Cosmic Voice. Music, talk, and nothing but business.